Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. You know, did they come back to our website? Did they give us some of those other positive indicators that they are engaging with our brand and that they actually want to receive our communications or did they not? Welcome back to Pitstop. Joining me once again from Denver, not New Zealand, is Stephanie Griffith. Stephanie, your opens are dead. Also founder of emailpreview.io. Head back to the previous episode where we talked about changing metrics, what's happening with email marketing now that iOS 15 is rolling out and, and opens are dead. So let's talk about the second item, which gets a little bit more tactical, which a few people have talked about, which is that high intent capture. So actually capturing people who are interested in purchasing. And we were talking in the green room, does this mean the death of spin to win? Does this mean the death of contests, giveaways, where you drive some sales, you get some quality emails and you see them on Facebook all the time. Hey, enter to win an RV or we're giving away Mm -hmm. a tiny home. Those giveaways have so much junk. People don't even know what they're for necessarily. So I think that's the first question is the death of open rate tracking in iOS. Does that mean the death of email capture tactics like spin to win or giveaways that aren't all that connected to what you do? Selfishly, I wish I could affirmatively say yes, that it would mean their death, but we know that there's going to still be brands and a push from leadership, you know, to implement some of those tactics, whether we as marketers believe them to be successful or not. So do I think they're totally going to die off? No, but do I think that they're going to become even more ineffective? Yes, they're definitely going to further muddy the data that we are already trying to clean. So I really like to focus on quality of capture and quality of data and content over quantity. List size, I mean, if we're going to talk about vanity metrics, of course, folks, you know, that's been the resounding sentiment around this is, well, open open rates are a vanity metric. I do think there is there is some merit of truth to that. I think we've been focusing on the wrong things for a while. But another one that really goes hand in hand with that is list size. Literally, give me a few hundred folks that are always going to engage over a million subscribers that are, you know, didn't didn't want to be signed up or haven't engaged because the quality just isn't there. So I think we definitely need to stay away from ways to just falsely and superficially inflate our list count in favor of quality capture. And so what that's going to look like, I think, is much more focused on, you know, better timed pop-ups on the site triggered by very specific behaviors and actions. Ben from Privy did an excellent job talking about what Privy is doing uh, to lead the charge there and things that they already make available today. And I think that's what some of those pop-up vendors really serve to focus on, finding those critical components on the website, those really specific definitions of returning visitors, returning customers, things that have been viewed, and really trying to distill that down into the best opportunity to capture the highest quality subscribers that we can focus on. And that's where we're really going to have to, I think, shift a lot of our attention. And then same thing for giveaways. I don't think we will see them go away, but I already try to advise brands that I work with really to tread lightly there. I have yet to see one work very successfully 
like you mentioned, you know, if you see win an RV or win a this, there's that FOMO that kicks in and people are like, yeah, I'll give you my email address. And then they're going to forget about it. They might forget about it that day. It might be next week. It certainly is going to be, you know, within weeks or months of actually subscribing to whatever list they get added to. And they're just going to ignore your communications, which is honestly worse than taking action of, of unsubscribing because then we have to do more work for folks that are still going to be pushed to implement that or, for, you know, for whatever reason, if that's a core part of your messaging strategy or acquisition strategy, my recommendation is just, of course, to make sure you do still have a separate onboarding in place. Even if you can't look at opens, you will be able to still see, okay, you know, when we added these folks from a giveaway or a co-branding event to our list, did they click, you know, did they come back to our website? Did they give us some of those other positive indicators that they are engaging with our brand and that they actually want to receive our communications or did they not on the whole i think that engagement is going to be low we would expect those leads to be fairly low quality and i would just you know recommend that brands get a little more aggressive with how long they let those folks stay on the list i usually recommend like give it a month give it 30 days but if you're a daily sender or even an every other day sender even a weekly sender, maybe give it two weeks. And if they're just not interacting, I would go ahead and assume that the likelihood there is low. And just, we're going to have to be kind of ruthless, be more ruthless <laughs> with removing those low quality contacts. Don't focus on the size and really start focusing more on those that are giving us those positive signals that they want to say. And I think that there's something to be said as well for just really testing different ways to get people to click. Is it a listicle? Is it a how-to guide that you know people are looking for? Just really, is it, hey, we're on Instagram, we're in a VIP community, opt into SMS, click here for an extra 5% off. There's a million different things to test that if you send 10 or 11 emails over the course of two weeks to, to a month, including a welcome series plus various promotions, if they haven't engaged in some way, it's a pretty safe bet that there's just better leads out there. On that note, one thing I do want to touch on, because and I think this this kind of also goes back to the, our conversation about metrics changing. There was an excellent discussion on the iOS roundtable about kind of widening the view that we have of what actually defines engagement and looking across other channels to tie that back. So if you know we're sending email communications, you're also signed up for SMS, and we do still have first party tracking available of you getting back to the website or making a purchase and those things aren't happening. I do think there's a bigger story there that we'll be able to look at and say, okay, they're not engaging in, in either of these channels. They're also not taking any sort of behavioral actions on the site. How badly do we really want to you know, focus on retaining this subscriber or this customer over someone that has actually made a purchase, at least sometimes clicks or engages with other communications across channels and really looking at the bigger picture there. So I really liked that concept of a true 360 view of engagement, not just are they opening, are they clicking in this one specific channel. It's very wholesome of us as marketers to think that people are just sitting there responding to branded emails the same way they might be to, to work emails or personal emails. And we have been told largely for the last decade or so, get people to respond. It, it is a positive indicator. It does help your deliverability and your inboxing. I think it works so very well for newsletters. Nick Sharma's newsletter is fantastic. I love that in all of his communications, he does pose a question or give people a really thoughtful reason to respond. And I think it works well, again, in those more interpersonal newsletter style communications. But for brands, there, unless someone is 
particularly angry, we're not seeing a lot of those responses come through. Reply mail management really is not a core element of marketing strategy. I do think it falls much more on like the behind the scenes technical aspects, making sure people that say, hey, stop effing emailing me. Like I've unsubscribed 10 times, even though, you know, they probably haven't. <laughs> and they take their time out of the day for those negative communications more than the interactive positive ones. And that is where SMS does come in. I think what we're seeing is a large shift to conversational commerce happening, of course, on our phones. That's where we're sending pictures back and forth. That's where we're, you know, conversing peer to peer and also starting to do that with brands. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, don't solicit responses. I think there's there's multiple ways that we can look to solicit those responses. You also can do that directly within the email. Um, I know specifically for Clavio, this is possible. Um, and I'm sure with, you know, tracking parameters through other ESPs, this is also viable where you can, you know, append a specific property when someone clicks a certain aspect of your email. We see this, of course, with the smiley faces at the bottoms. I think we, we are going to see a lot of those where brands and, you know, smaller newsletters alike are going to say, hey, did you like this? Like, are, you know, are things going well? Click the smiley face or click the frowny face. And I do think that we are going to start tracking sentiment that way. So that's a form of being able to track responses. And then also further to capture, you know, specific information around content that people might want or products that they're interested in. You can also do that by tracking clicks within the email. So having, yeah, those side-by-side -side maybe colorways of a product, or if it's gender specific for a brand, you know, are you shopping men's versus women's? There are those aspects within the email that we can implement SMS makes this possible too, depending on your vendor with keyword replies. So that's how you can solicit those responses. And then of course, bringing it back up the funnel a little bit, I do think we're going to see a much larger emphasis on, again, really intelligent pop-up capture and the fields that brands are asking for. I would expect brands are going to start asking for more information upfront. We might see a bit of a drop off in conversion there, but again, in favor of that higher quality subscriber. The more information they give you, the more committed and interested they already are in the brand. And then that gives us as marketers much more concrete data to actually work with and still craft highly segmented, highly relevant communications that we know are going to be wanted and we know are going to be better consumed because we're truly asking and listening to what our subscribers want. All, all that I could think of was the ultimate form of feedback for a direct-to-consumer brand, which is a product review. And I'm sure that there's going to be ways of, hey, we'd love uh, your feedback on your most recent purchase and put in that dynamic field for if somebody's purchased but not left a review, keep putting that in there of yay or nay, did you like the product, even thumbs up, thumbs down, because it gives you that engagement, it gives you that, that data, and it also gets you more product reviews. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a really ex excellent one, I think. It's so interesting. I think we almost just covered basically the full funnel, right? So the the top of funnel when we're, we're asking folks for information before they've ever made a purchase so we can try to get them to make that purchase. And then those in, you know, in funnel um, you know, communications like email and SMS kind of fine tuning what they want. And then post purchase following up and saying, hey, okay, you bought the thing. Can you leave us a review? Are you happy with the thing? And then we have more information to go back and you know either remarket to them, retarget, cross sell, or if there's negative sentiment, follow up, you know, and figure out why, what went wrong there. So I love that we just we really covered the whole the whole gamut there. We did full funnel email tracking in under 15 minutes. If that's not worthy of a subscribe and a five star review, 
I don't know what is. Stephanie, you're on Twitter at Stephanie Akiwi, just like the delicious fruit you eat with a spoon or the land down under. So make sure you're subscribed and join us back here as we look into our crystal balls and try to think of what will happen next. Omnisense Cart Insiders podcast is back for season three, and I'm going to be joining your host, Greg Zakowitz, providing a little bit of color commentary at the start of every episode. I'm Lucas Walker, and you might know me from my stint at some of the top e-commerce apps. You might have heard my podcast or seen me as the founder of a natural dog treat direct consumer brand. I'm going to be bringing my experience to provide a little bit of color commentary at the start of each episode as Greg, members of the customer support team, and of course, OmniSend customers chat about their strategies and how they're preparing for the second half of the year. If you want to follow along, head to OmniSend.com, check out the resource library. If you're an OmniSend customer, you're going to get a ton out of this podcast. And if you're not, you still will as we look at merchants and their data across a variety of industries. But if you are curious about OmniSend, you can head to OmniSend.com, sign up for a free trial, get started in minutes. The most intuitive email marketing platform that I have ever used, especially when integrating with my Shopify site. So I'll see you right back here, wherever you're listening to this trailer each and every week for season three of OmniSense Cart Insiders podcast. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.